The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. If you treat your faith like a seed, you'd plant it. And you'd plant it by saying it. Once you speak it, the soil of your heart grabs it. This is putting faith to work. You can't say what you see. You got to say what he said. When you say what he said, he can watch over his word and make it good. Now speak the word only. Faith is your servant. Now put him to work. Jesus begins to teach on this principle. First, he said, have faith in God. Now, what am I saying? Have God's faith. Now, how does God's faith work? It works vertically. It doesn't work linear. You got to say, hey, it already has done. And you got to call things that what? Be not as though they were. Now, how do I build this in my system? At first, when I say something that I need by faith and I first say it, my faith is not built. So when I first say it, it's almost like um, I'm just uh, saying things, but I'm really building something. I'm building in the unseen realm in my spirit. And once this gets built up enough and I say it again, then now it's changing something on the outside. Mark 11, verse 23. Look what that says. He says, for verily I say unto you that whosoever. Now I'm glad it said whosoever. Because whosoever means me. Whosoever means you. Whosoever means whosoever. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm a whosoever. And anyone all over the world can do this because they are a whosoever. Am I right about it? So will it work for rich folk? Will it work for poor folk? Will it work for stupid people? Will it work for smart people? Will it work for males and females? So this whosoever means anybody that this will work for. So you don't have to be smart to have faith. All you have to do is be a whosoever. All right. Then it says that whosoever shall say. So you got to say something that a lot of times people won't say because they don't see how it's going to be done. But you don't need to see how it's going to be done. Faith is going to do the work. Whatever God will deliver into your hand must first be declared with your mouth. It's kind of an interesting little thing I ran across. Whatever God will deliver in your hand must first be declared with your mouth. You got to say something. Let the redeemed of the Lord let him say so. Now I'm, I'm giving you putting faith to work because you've had it, but he's not working. I told you that story of me being in that time when I was in California in a meeting and I left early. It was in IBM at that time and I left early and I, the man picked me up in the limo and I got, got to the airport and he just a little small talk and so forth. And I got to the airport and I saw I was running a little bit behind. So I went to jump, I, as, as he parked, pulled up at the curb, I just jumped out of the car and he came around and I thought he was going to absolutely cry. 
He said, sir, I was going to get that door for you. I said, well, well I, I, I had to get out. I, he, he said, sir, I was going to get it for you. Now, notice what I did. I took away his work. I wouldn't let him work. And faith is asking you to let him work. You're not working. You're not working. Faith, it came to that tree and it had withered away. I don't know whether you've seen, we went down to where Brazil or something, they got the fig tree restaurant. This, this tree is so big until it covers a whole restaurant. It seats about 300 people. That's how big this tree is. It's huge. And I'm saying, this tree withered away in less than 24 hours. And it was, it was withered away from the root. It's powerful stuff. Faith can turn your problem around in 24 hours. And what happens is we somehow don't see the value in developing faith. We're still trying to lean on people or a system to support us. That keeps you in Egypt. He, he, God, God won't have that. And, and I'm saying now this conference, this little uh, refresher is to get you stirred up in your faith again. We got to put faith to work and just let faith do the work. Now somebody might say, well, is this really important, Reverend? It may not be important to you now. But if the doctor gives you a bad report, you're going to thank me and want to go through every one of these tapes. If something happens to one of the little ones and in the natural, you don't see any way. Now it's time for faith to work. Folks, if we can develop your faith, the church will go to a level that Amen. we've never seen before. Yes, sir. Yes. Now, two kinds of faith, dominating faith and creative faith. Dominating faith and creative faith. All right, let's look at dominating faith. Let's go to Mark's gospel chapter four. Are y'all still with me so far? Mark's gospel chapter four and look at verse one. Uh, verse 35, verse 35, please. And the same day when the evening was come, he said to them, let us pass over to the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there was also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind. The waves beat into the ship, so it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship. He was asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and said to him, Master, don't you care that we're about to die? I'm putting it in my own words now. And he arose, rebuked the wind, said to the sea, what? Peace be still. And the wind ceased. And what happened? That was a great calm. Amen. Then he, his Bible says, he said to them, why are you so what? 
fearful. How is that you have no what? Faith. Now, some people say that God does things so that you can get in a situation to, to strengthen, you know, your faith. And he uses uh, bad situations to strengthen your faith. Now, this bad situation wasn't going to strengthen their faith. This was going to kill them. Am I right about it? All right. Now, how did he stop the storm? He spoke to it. Glory to God have mercy. And when he spoke to it and said, peace be still, the storm obeyed him. Wait a minute. Let's get, let's get a better reading. It obeyed what? His faith. He released faith. It's the same faith that God used when he created everything. God giving you faith to dominate situations. So no longer are situations going to get the best of you. You're going to get the best of situations. From now on, you're going to tell situations what to do. All right. Creative faith. Let's look at Matthew's gospel. Matthew's gospel chapter 15. Over in Matthew's gospel chapter 15, say creative faith. It says in verse 29, and Jesus departed from thence. He came nigh into the sea of Galilee. He went up to a mountain there and sat down there. And great multitudes came to him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others. And they cast them down at Jesus' feet and he healed them. Insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to be made whole, the lame to walk, the blind to see. And what did they do? They glorified the God of Israel. Now, new parts for a body. I said new parts. In Revelation 21 and verse 5, look what Jesus says. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. I'm saying new houses, new cars, come on now. New wardrobes, come on now. Come on, new jobs. New, listen, how many of you get a new car and like the way it smells? Glory to God. There's nothing like the way it smells, is it? It just smells new. You go on the showroom floor, you can smell new. Just smells new. God gives you new stuff. Now, what am I doing? I'm building up your faith. Why? Because faith is the substance of things, what? Hope for the evidence of things, what? Not seen. There's a lot of stuff that you can't see in the natural eye that you can perceive with your spirit. And once you can see it with your spirit, as far as you can see, he's going to give you. He just wants you to perceive it. If you can perceive it, you can have it. Look what he says in 2 Kings chapter 5. This is what a man named Naaman went to the prophet and tried to get healed of leprosy. Look what the prophet said to him. Verse 10, 10, please. The prophet did this. Elijah sent a messenger down to him saying, go wash in Jordan seven times and thy flesh shall come again to thee and thou shall be clean. Did that make sense? 
Did it make faith? Did it make sense? Did it make faith? So when you talk in faith, it doesn't make sense. When you talk in sense, it doesn't make faith. So he's talking faith here. Go wash in a pool. What does that have to do with me getting rid of leprosy? Just do what the man says. So look what he did in verse 14. Come on down there, please. Over in verse 14, it says, and he went down and dipped himself how many times? Seven times. Suppose he had dipped six times. Nothing would have happened because the Holy Ghost is not going to move on words that haven't been spoken. I said, the Holy Ghost is not going to move on words that haven't been spoken. See, you've got authority in the earth. You remember Jesse Duplantis? How many of y'all remember him? And what he said, he said, God said, Jesse, I am God. He said, okay, I, I go along with that. He said, and I have the power to take your life. And Jesse said, that's correct. Oh, huh? He said, but I do not have the authority. Jesse said, what? He said, I have the power to take your life, but I do not have the authority. See, God turned the authority of the earth over to who? over to mankind. And he didn't leave it with himself. He turned it over to mankind. That's why he can't get back in here and let you pray. He can't get back in here and let you give him permission. Say amen to that. That's why God had to come in the earth as a man. Jesus was a man. He was fully God and fully man. And he put his Godhead ability aside because if he operated as God, he'd be illegal here and he couldn't do anything. He said, Jesse, there's a lot of people that are up here in heaven say that I brought them up here. But Jesse, I had nothing to do with it. Their mouth brought them up here. So they said words that gave Satan permission to take their life and put them up there. I'm telling you, I won't even repeat what a doctor says about me. You won't ever get that to come out of my mouth. You won't ever get that. I'll find some other way to say something if he said something wrong, but I'm telling you right now, I will not repeat it. I, the devil will never get me to curse myself. He will never get me to say amen to that. Now understand this is not for everybody. This is for people who are branding on using faith to move mountains in this earth. And I'm here to tell you right now that there is a group of people that God is raising up in these last days that will not take down, will not accept the devil's report, will not bow down to some political will and money, but it will be a people that will decree a thing and it shall be established. God is raising up a people that are not ashamed of the gospel. What are we doing? Putting faith to work. Go dip seven times. Didn't make no sense because it made faith. And what you need is faith. And you need somebody that's not afraid to preach faith. It always puts you out in a place where you could be laughed at. But wait till the end. You got the last laugh. I'm just saying that the enemy, one of the first things he uses is symptoms. 
who's got a symptom spirit. And that spirit will put symptoms and have you to accept it. It's like somebody knocking at the door. You answer the door and they've got a big box of snakes. And the question is, are you going to receive it? See? And you got to say, uh-uh. That is not truth. The truth is I'm healed. Oh, you the post said a man told him he had high blood pressure. He said, no, I don't. The man said, I got the machine right here. He said, I don't care what the machine says. He said, I'll take communion and whatever running Jesus runs in me. <laughs> said his blood pressure came down that night. He can't stay there. And I'm telling you right now, God has planned for you to live long and strong. But you got to do it how? You got to do it by faith. You let go of your faith and God has to move out of the way because he can't do anything for you apart from faith. So I'm just saying, look what kind of happened to this man, verse 14, when he dipped seven times. He went down, dipped seven times, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh came again like the flesh of a what? Can I say newborn? God makes all things new. Now you say, well, what happened, Lord? If, if, I mean, if I've gone to the doctor, if I've so and so, it doesn't make any difference. I just read something the other day. I don't know whether I read it here. I read it at another meeting. The lady said, hey, you're meeting in Detroit when you prayed for people. She said, I had a stent in my leg. She said, uh, uh, and you prayed, something happened. I felt heat and so forth and so on. And she said, I got home. She had some, some, some rods or something in her leg. Got home, the rods was gone. And the leg was healed. See, God, God, Smith Wigglesworth did it like this. He came trying to witness to this guy. The guy didn't want to hear it. And so Smith just kind of let him alone. Well, the guy died. And so what happened, Smith came home that day and his wife wasn't there. He said, where is she? She's down to such and such a house. He passed away. So, oh. Did he? Well, maybe now I can witness to him. So he went on down there and the man's body was still upstairs and he walked in the main play and he said, he said, where is he? And Smith's wife said, Smith, don't. She, she knew what was going to happen. Say amen. That's, all, that's what they ought to be saying to you when you come in the room. Oh, don't, don't. <laughs> don't. Because they know you're fixing to do something. <laughs> and what happened? Smith said, well, you know, he talked kind of rough. He wouldn't listen to me when he was alive. Now maybe he'll listen to me now. And he went up there, took that man's body, pulled him off that bed or out that thing that he was in and stood him up on the wall because his body had started to form, rigor mortis had started and stood him up to the wall and stood back and pointed at him and said, in the name of Jesus, walk! And that man's body jerked and he came right off that wall and said, and, went and received the Lord right there. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you something. I'm going to say this. 
I think the biggest obstacle in the church walking like this is somebody preaching like this. I think if the preaching went forth enough of how supernatural you are, then pretty soon it'll get into your heart. And everywhere you go, miracles will follow you. I said every, I'm talking to somebody over here right now. Everywhere you go, miracles will follow you. Now let's look at Luke chapter 17, please. So you can see, we're not going to back off. We're going to get this word. We're going to talk about it. We're going to build your faith up because you know, faith talks. I won't say the rest, but faith talks. And I'm just saying to you that when your faith is where it's supposed to be, watch this. You have a different language. You have a different language. It's almost like people can't understand you. You talk in English, but it doesn't make sense. My wife is believing for that job and then she start, we agreed on it. Then God, she started confessing it. God said, well, go ahead and tell her to put down the exact type things that she wants for this job, that wants it in computers, 10 minutes from the house, so forth, and an automobile with it. And she got that and started confessing that. And one day, Brother Backer's a friend of mine who was in, in seminary with me, he came over to the house looking for me and she was at the front, on the front lawn. Hey, Sister Veronica, is Bill in? Yeah, he's in the house. You got your job yet? Yeah, I got it. Where is it? I don't know where it is, but I got it. Now that, take, that takes, that takes, see, I'm saying this. You can't be that bold if you don't see anything. Amen. <laughs> you can't manufacture this. Faith is the substance of things not seen. Hope for and things not seen. Meaning that you, it's there. You know it's there. It's a confidence that it is there. Say amen to that. Amen. All right, look at verse five. Luke 17, verse five. And the apostles said to the Lord, what? Increase our faith. And the Lord said, if you had faith as a grain of what? Mustard seed. You might say to this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root, be thou planted into the sea. And what would it do? It would obey you. It would obey your faith. But which of you having a servant plowing? And that's just where a lot of people don't go, right here. And feeding cattle will say unto him by and by, when he has come in from the field, go and sit down to meet. Check it out. And will not rather say unto him, make ready wherewith I may sup, gird thyself and serve me till I have eaten and drunken. And afterward, you shall eat and drink. And what am I saying to you? Faith is your servant. Amen. Now put him to work. When Jesus spoke to that tree, check it out. 
Did he stand there and look at the tree? No. No. When you put your faith on one project, you can go put your faith on another. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And it can take care of them all at the same time. Amen. 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 Now, how about the manifestation of your faith? The more faith you develop, the faster the manifestation. Amen. I'll say it again. The more faith you develop, the faster the manifestation. So notice, he didn't have to stay by the tree. All he had to say was words. He's gone. Now he's down in Jerusalem, turning over some tech cash registers. <laughs> but meanwhile, faith was what? Working. Working. Came back the next morning, faith had finished a job. Amen. And faith doesn't come back to the house till the job's done. Amen. Faith is loyal servant. Why? He's used to working for God. Amen. God has given you a servant for the believer. Are you a believer? Yes, sir. Work your faith. If you treat your faith like a seed, you'd plant it. And you'd plant it by saying it. Once you speak it, the soil of your heart grabs it. This is putting faith to work. You can't say what you see. You got to say what he said. When you say what he said, he can watch over his word and make it good. Now speak the word only. Faith is your servant. Now put him to work. Open your spiritual eyes and allow God to excite your imagination to see your greatest destiny in Pastor Winston's dynamic teaching, Putting Faith to Work. To order on CD or DVD, contact us online at BillWinston.org or by phone at 1-800-711-9327. Today's powerful teaching is from our 2015 Faith Refresher. Now, the title of it was Putting Faith to Work. Now, in this teaching, we begin to understand how faith works. One of the main things you want to remember about faith is that whatever God will deliver into your hand must first be declared with your mouth. <laughs> Just as God spoke things into existence in Genesis chapter 1, He said, let there be and there was. You must call things that be not as though they were. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Now he was teaching Abraham how to bring things out of the invisible into manifestation. That same methodology is for you and for me. We can speak things into existence in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Well, this is Bill Winston saying we love you. And until next time, keep walking by faith. The baton has since been passed. God has risen up a new army of generals. And for six power-packed faith-filled nights, they are back. Dr. Creflo Dollar, Kenneth Copeland, Reverend Samuel Rodriguez, Bishop Tudor Bismarck, Dr. Jesse Duplantis, Pastor Cash Luna, and our very own conference host, Dr. Bill Winston. 
night after night. Come hear the uncompromised word of God to destroy fear and ignite faith. Sunday, September 13th to Friday, September 18th at Living Word Christian Center. Join us for the 2015 International Faith Conference hosted by Drs. Bill and Veronica Winston. Get ready to win the war. Armed with a faith that is unmovable, unstoppable, and unshakable. 